Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> Why did you decide to do this given that during the campaign he had declared that, that he would be, he would protect the rights of transgender individuals? Now, once again, this was a decision uh, based on uh, what was best for the military and, a, and military cohesion and on the council of his national security team. That diversity makes us stronger. That diversity is what we need. These are excuses. Something's going on. It has nothing to do with unit cohesion, uh, readiness, or their, their capability. You are fake news. Very fake news. Hello and welcome to the show, a great show, terrific show, tremendous show, frankly the best. You can ask anyone about that, people often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, I'm flanked on my right as always by my wonderful co-host Rebecca Bond. Welcome. Hello. Yeah, we are the show So Brave or Foolish, you decide. So Brave or Foolish to go up against Game of Thrones, to go up against Walking Dead, Tonight we're going up against Ben Shapiro versus Jenk Uger. So, you know, if you're tuning into this live, dedication, we appreciate it. <laughs> Regrettably, since that's going on right now, I'm going to hop off as soon as this show's over to check it out. But we won't be able to discuss that event. But there were other notable events, other debates, discussions at Politicon this weekend that we will be able to bring you highlights of. So there was uh, Anna Kasparian against Ann Coulter. That... <laughs> You know, I was like, I'm disappointed that the audiences at Politicon have have kind of interrupted the the events. It's been hard. What to What you these. expect, though? Just keep these people in check. It's, it's so like much... a Bill Maher audience. You, you had to know. I think Bill Maher's audiences. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe they. Uh, <laughs> I guess I was going to say Bill Maher's audience doesn't interrupt as much, but it's also in the past he's done a good job of having genuine voices of opposition but lately it's been much more of an echo chamber on that show so yeah. maybe that's a fair comparison anyway he's we got to get... do some damage control though yeah he comes back i think next week uh two weeks from now so my weekly friday night rage you can catch that on twitter when i'm watching real time <laughs> again in a week or two here uh so we'll catch up on what happened on politi uh, at politicon uh, man, what a week of surprise and intrigue with this uh, transgender ban. Someone in my yeah. in my Twitter mentions this week, I should have saved the tweet because this person deserves credit, but called it the tranny banny as opposed to <laughs> hashtag trans ban. So I'm going with tranny banny. Probably demonetized excellent. Excellent. already for that. But um, I wake up Wednesday morning and these tweets are out and the internet's going crazy. And uh, I don't know. It's just been a week of, of crazy reaction. It's hard to tell. You know how I found out about that? How? River Gibbs. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because he came after us on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Saying, oh, I bet, 
I bet all your, quote, gay friends, unquote, are really happy about this. And at that point, or no, and he said that we were happy about it, too, or something. And at that point, neither of us had commented publicly. No, so, I hadn't even heard the story yet. It was like one of the first tweets I read when I yeah. woke up. <laughs> so, River Gibbs, if you're looking for the breakdown of the tranny banny, if you tune in weekly still, uh, we'll get that to you. And then you can have our opinion on that. And then you can resume hate tweeting us. Uh, yep. So we'll get through that. We'll we'll talk about, uh, I, I guess, I want to go through... Um, sort of what Trump tweeted. Uh, I also want to go through a timeline of how this policy came to be before Trump decided to reverse it. Then the White House reaction, Sarah Huckabee Sanders attempted explanation of it. Plus this now out transgender Navy SEAL who's been doing media rounds spoke to Anderson Uh, Cooper. I know it's going to be a tough one for you. (laughs) We'll we'll play it and see what he had to say. Uh. And then try to formulate some opinions on it. Uh, Hey, you've been working through this Debbie Wasserman Schultz scandal and her former IT aide. I have. And the, the outline got way out of control because this story goes really deep. So that might okay. take a little while. So you can explain that one to me. Cause I know about half of the facts. Maybe it's kind of loose. Okay. In my mind. Plus uh, another terrorist attack that has nothing at all to do with the religion of peace. We will get nothing. to that. The Patreon CEO made a video responding to Lauren Southern talk about his response and whether we deem it adequate or not. I have a lot of a lot of mixed feelings about what the Patreon CEO had to say. So I don't that down. <laughs> you maybe you can yeah maybe you can harden me up on that and, and treat him a little I don't know be a little meaner to him maybe. Uh, plus it seems like every week there's a new god awful musical project to highlight and this week we've got a new contender for top cringe so we will get to that as well. It's not surprise cringe but it might be top cringe. Okay. So, and we, I have we will, seen it. I, I can't, I can't say I haven't. Yeah. So we, uh, and we'll take your super chat comments and questions in between each and every topic. Of course, it will be all this and more in your favorite hour listing material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us afloat, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. If you're still on Patreon, you might not be by the end of the show. <laughs> we'll have to figure it out. <laughs> Thank you for emailing us. That is beauty and the beta at gmail.com there is more of the show on the audio platforms itunes google play soundcloud wherever you find your podcasts you can find us they're all linked conveniently in the description for you have a couple pieces of housekeeping before we dive into the tranny banny is it about football i will be brief so i'll get to that let's just take care of that right away last week i spoke about the fantasy football leagues that i'm going to organize if people want to play fantasy football with me this year Got a good reaction to it. I'm going to leave it open or a good response to it, I should say. Uh, going to leave it open one more week. So there's a link to a form in the description. If you want to join a fantasy football league with me this year, fill out that form briefly. And then I have more demand than I can accommodate. So I'm going to have to figure out how I'm going to do this or else I'm going to have to play in like five leagues or something. But I'll do my best to figure out a system that will work for everybody. Fantasy football link in the description. In terms of the artwork, uh, Facepalm reality. Well, there's one actually. Let's just get this one out of the way. Uh, Sean, our guy Sean sent me this, this I don't know, this weird image of me in a hot tub with a grizzly bear after the <laughs> seventh silver bullet. Oh boy. So, yeah. Oh boy. Maybe that'll be by the end of the show here. <laughs> but Seven we got this. So I think that's I think that's what I had something like that on Fourth of July, and then I had to take a break. Yikes. I can't can't do that anymore. Uh, 
we got this from from facepalm reality uh which is a he sort of redid the goodnight alt right video portraying us a little bit <laughs> so what he did I'll cue this up here my opinion what about he did is of- misquote me as saying that i oppose gay marriage and then <laughs> use that as fodder to put us into the goodnight alt-right video so check this out is the same as my opinion about gay marriage you should have legal equality you should be able to do what you want but you don't get to come into my house and tell me that i must like rollerblading no i think it sucks now i think gay marriage sucks but i'm just saying i think gay marriage sucks (laughs) i didn't say that he edited out don't he edited out it's clever it's clever if you go frame by frame you can see it okay anyway we belong on the propaganda wall with Richard Spencer, I guess. What makes you think that this is okay? What makes you think you're a superior race? What makes you think that this is And those are the those are our posters on the wall. That's very excellent work. Very yeah. excellent. I like the pacifier in his mouth. That was yeah. top notch. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> okay. You ready for uh for Tranny Banny? I'm ready. Or, or should we if we're, we could do a super chat break if we need one too, because this nah, is going to be a while. Cool. We can, we can it's going to be a little bit. Okay, so what I want to do first is start with a timeline of how the, uh, how the acceptance of transgender service members came to be. Because I want to be clear that this policy is, is very young, the existing policy of the Obama era of accepting transgender service in the military. So quick timeline of how that happened. The idea came to be, in May 2014, that was uh, then Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel said the military should review its prohibition on transgender uh, people in the armed forces. And he said at the time, quote, every qualified American who wants to serve our country should have an opportunity to do that. The old guidelines that existed that banned transgender people from the military at the time described transgender people as sexual deviants. That was actually the term used <laughs> in the guidelines. Hey-oh. Yeah. <laughs> So fast forward a year, July 2015, new Defense Secretary Ash Carter announces that the Pentagon would move ahead to allow transgender people to serve openly. October of 2015, Vice President Biden speaks to the Human Rights Campaign, and he advocates for transgender service in the military, calling transgender rights, quote, the civil rights uh, issue of our time. Hmm. Then that spring, May 2016, so a year and change ago, there's a study commissioned by then Defense Secretary Ash Carter, and it was carried out by this RAND Corporation. A lot of the stats that you see on this issue are from this study by the RAND Corporation, which I don't know that much about them. They're a nonprofit research Hmm. company. That's about all I know about the RAND Corporation. Anyway, they did a study on this. They found that allowing transgender people to serve openly would, quote, cost little and have no significant impact on unit readiness. And they estimated at the time uh, 2,450 active duty service members are trans. So it's about a year ago. Um, and, and just about 2,500 active duty trans service members. They predicted at the time the cost associated with health care and, uh, and transgender related procedures for these people would be about 2.9 to 4.2 million dollars a year so that's kind of the the money that we're looking at in terms of the controversial health services that are provided uh, as part of transgender people serving in the military june of last year he go uh, ash carter 
Defense Secretary announces that effective immediately transgender Americans may serve openly and says the Pentagon will cover the medical costs for those service members who wish to undergo gender transition, and they will begin a training program for service members on the changes. Then Trump's elected, of course, come to June of this year, 2017. New Defense Secretary James Mattis delays the plan, allowing uh, service leaders to review the impact of transgender uh, recruits on the readiness and lethality of our forces. And then, of course, on Wednesday, we get the tweets. Dun, 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 dun. So uh, I figured it'd be beneficial just to read them so we know exactly what he said. Because one of the things that's tough to understand about this is the specifics. There's some specifics that are offered in the tweets, but not a lot. So he says... Wednesday morning, Trump tweets out, after consultation with my generals and military experts, please be advised that the United States government will not accept or allow transgender individuals to serve in any capacity in the United States military. Our military must be focused on decisive and overwhelming victory and cannot be burdened with the tremendous medical medical costs and disruption that transgender in the military would entail. Thank you. (laughs) I like the thank you. Thanks. See ya. It, Signed off. <laughs> it is very weird. Um, well, is it that weird though? I mean, it's how he communicates with us. It's always been that way. I don't, I, I sort of suspect he did. Do you think he wrote those tweets? Or do you think someone yeah. else did? You think he did? He, yeah. he even used ellipses and stuff. Although it was way more than three. That you know, some of these have. I mean, like I think he might five have been or six like, dots. I better get these tweets right. Yeah. Then the thank you was very thoughtful. Like he. Yeah, he, he put some thought in it because he wanted people to feel appreciated. That's kind of un- uncharacteristic <laughs> of Trump. Okay, so I think there are really two questions here. One is the policy and one is the approach or the implementation. And I, as well as a lot of people, I'm not a fan of the implementation, regardless of the policy. Okay. One of the reasons I'm not a fan of the implementation, well, there are several. One, I think that tweeting this out in the way that it, that it was is kind of, it, is not the right move ethically speaking, nor the right move strategically. Like if you had James Mattis go out, explain this in detail with a proper plan for implementation, not only do you have, not only is that much more fair to people who are currently serving, right? It's, it also is strategically smarter because now everybody's saying, well, Trump, Trump's a draft dodger. He hates our military anyway, but now he's saying trans people can't serve, blah, blah, blah. If Mattis does it, all of that criticism gets erased. Right. That's Career, true. So, would have liked to see that, uh, but it didn't happen. As far as the policy itself, we can get to that when we get to the end of this. Well, the reason I mean, I don't it doesn't like exactly it, like give a nod to the respect that he has for transgender people. Maybe this was like a to them a disrespectful gesture. I personally think that it's awesome, but whatever. The policy or the approach? I mean, I think the approach is fine. I mean, we had to know this is what we we were we was we were getting from him. Well. The other thing I don't necessarily like is that it we've seen this before where Trump just says stuff and then the rest of his staff is like, oh, what? And then they, they try to too. they got to scramble to. To have some sort of story that fits the facts on the spot. And that and that's exactly what we saw happen with Sarah Huckabee Sanders at the at the press uh, at her press. She was like a deer in headlights, but that might just be part of the job, too. I mean, it is one of the sure. worst jobs. And I think. All things considered, 
given the circumstances, what she did to fine. Transgender- she mostly sticks to the talking points of this was a military decision. We're going to let the president and the uh, Department of Defense sort this out as we go along. But you get a lot of questions that she probably shouldn't have to field, like what happens to trans people who are serving now? And are you going to try to kick trans people out of the White House? Are you going to try to do X, Y, and Z to trans people? Some of the questions I think are slanted, but I think some of the questions right. are really fair. So I just wanted to have a listen to some of the questions that were offered and some of her responses. Um, and feel free to feel free to jump in whenever you see fit here service members now, are they immediately thrown out of the military? That's something that the Department of Defense and the White House will have to work together as uh, implementation takes place and is done so uh, lawfully. Why did he decide to do this, given that during the campaign he had declared that, that he would be, he would protect the rights of transgender individuals? He said he would be better on this issue than Hillary Clinton. Now, I just want to stop there, too. When I, I'll sort of summarize my, my thoughts on this thing at the end, but protect the rights of transgender individuals. Let's be very clear, it is not a right, it's not a to, right. Serve in, to serve in the military. And anytime people frame it that way, I have nothing but admiration for people who want to do it and who do do it, but it is not a right. And thus a 90 year old man in a wheelchair could be denied <laughs> because it's, right. not, it's not his right to serve. Okay. Now he's turned the clock back on, on this issue regarding the military. The president's expressed concern since this Obama policy came into effect, uh, but he's also voiced that this is a very expensive and disruptive policy. And based on consultation that he's had with his national security team, uh, came to the conclusion that it erodes military readiness and unit cohesion and uh, made the decision based on that. So is the president considering looking at any kind of policy about transgender people serving in the White House now that he's tried to make a decision on transgender people serving the military? No, once again, this was a decision uh, based on uh, what was best for the military and, a, and military cohesion and on the counsel of his national security team. That's one of those questions that kind of bugs me. It's like, this was yeah. clearly a specific military decision. Right. And yet we got to ask, are you going to boot the trannies out of the White House? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. It, it interrupts White House cohesion. <laughs> I don't know. Are, th- are there transgender people on staff at the White House? I'd, I'd be curious Probably. to know. Hmm. Typically, when you have an announcement of this magnitude, all of that work has been done at the procedural level. Why wasn't any of that work done? And why was the Pentagon caught so surprised this morning by the president's tweets on that? Yeah, as I said before. That- That's another thing I wanted to mention in the in the fact pattern there, too. So he talks about the Pentagon being surprised. Another one of the consequences here. So the uh, it, apparently the Joint Chiefs of Staff in the Defense Department were, were sort of shocked or surprised by this or had not seen it coming. And uh, there was an email sent out. Uh, I forget who actually sent this. Anyway, on Thursday, there was an email sent out that said there will be, quote, no modifications to the military's transgender policy until the White House drafts a formal policy request for a policy change. That coming from one of the Joint Chiefs. Really? Yeah. Uh, you know, so I just, Uh, that's bad. (laughs) Right. I mean, to the, to the question offered here, why was this not sorted out before? That's a legitimate question. Throwing this out there. Right. Even if it's the correct policy, which by and large, I don't have a huge problem with the policy. It's just yet again, you know, yet again, the president's staff are scrambling to try to react to something that they shouldn't have to be scrambling for. And that they're inexplicably surprised by. 
Yeah. The president's national security team was part of this consultation. You mentioned yourself that there have been ongoing conversations. You can't answer the question of what's going to happen to transgenders who are in the military now. Shouldn't you have been able to answer that basic question with okay. a policy of this magnitude? Look, I think sometimes you have to make uh, decisions, and once he made a decision, he didn't feel it was necessary to hold that decision, uh, and they're going to work together with the Department of Defense to lawfully implement it. Did the president today just betray his commitment to the transgender community? No, as I answered before, this was a decision about military readiness, uh, and I've already answered even to that specific Did tweet. you say to the transgender community that he is still committed to fight for them, and how is this not not fighting for them today. I loved that question too. How is this not not, not. not fighting for the <laughs> transgender community? Will you commit to not 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 fighting for them like you said you would? Anyway, uh, Peter he he could Peter Alexander, he could do a better job on the spot. Yeah, but whatever. He's got the fancy suit and the NBC gig, and I don't. I think the president has made very clear he's committed to fighting for all Americans. What do you say to transgender America who wants to continue with the change. Maybe some who already had part of the change and want to do the change and are scared because of what's happening now, not for certain. What do you say to transgender America? This was a military decision. This was about military readiness. This was about unit cohesion. This was about resources within the military and nothing more. Now, what do you say to the transgender community wanting to have the change now? I say probably don't enlist in the military if, right. that, is your, if that is your plan right now. Life's about choices. Life's about choices. The, the most frustrating thing about this is people acting like it is a right. I'm not even going to say it's a privilege. I mean, you have to be a very specific person mentally and physically to be in the military. You just you just do. I mean, like, just like you said, a 90-year-old person can't enlist either. There are a variety of mental health issues, not as extreme as body dysmorphia, um, that bar you from military service. Sure. I... Um, I uh, Basically, my opinion on this whole issue is this. If what we were talking about here was a fundamental right, I'd be much more sympathetic to the opposition. But because it's not, and the military is not an area of expertise for me, I'm going to defer to what leadership says and to what people currently in the military says. There's some polling right. on this. I want to get to after we talk about Kristen Beck, this Navy SEAL person. Some polling on this. Well, actually, I can, I'll can. i just throw it up now since we're talking about it. Uh, the So th this is a poll in the Military Times, and this was done on a variety of topics as Obama left office that was just polling on Obama's policies and the state of the military and X, Y, and Z as Obama left office. One of the questions is about, or a series of the questions, is about uh, Obama's policies and how they've affected military readiness. Don't ask, don't tell repeal, gender integration. One of them is specifically transgender service in the military. A large plurality says 41% hurts, or 41% says it hurts military readiness. Ooh. These are active military personnel right now. 12%, only 12%, one out of 10, say it helps. And then presumably the rest don't have an opinion. I'm not sure how this whole, what they're doing with the rest of the numbers there. But I mean, can't, I, can't argue with that. I mean, these are people that know better than anybody else. I have to defer to that. And yeah, I, 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 I like I said, I respect someone who wants to make that decision. But the reality is that we're not we're not having some kind of 
we always hear the term social experiment thrown around. We're not doing some <laughs> social experiment. This isn't like it or not. I'm sorry. It's not necessarily this kind of open door. Everyone is welcome equality celebration either. Like it or not, there are standards and like it or not, the military has a very specific purpose and a, and a clear mission to accomplish. And if these leadership in the military, people in the military think that this is going to harm the ability to get those things done, I have to defer to it because it's not your right to go there, to, to participate right. in it. I could be convinced that they um, could be in non-infantry positions, though. All yeah. positions. That's, well, that surprised me. Yeah, I think um, that's one thing that I'd, I'd like to hear more about is, is it is potentially overbroad. Um, is it pot? Now, no one's going to convince me that if you're talking about guys on patrol in Afghanistan, that, that you throw Caitlyn Jenner in there and it's going to be totally normal, no problem whatsoever. Nope, no women, no transgender, no. Every person that's in there that can't do their job just endangers my boyfriend. It's... Um, but I could be persuaded, like you said, that there probably are certain occupations that would have minimal, if any, impact. So they can't even work like in the supply. It says in any capacity. Huh. Okay. In any capacity in the military. And you got to remember, the majority of the military is not infantry, boots on the ground, on patrol, looking for bad guys type stuff. So it potentially is overbroad, but, you know, like I said... It's it, even if a desk job in the military is not your right either. Right. For, for better or worse. Okay. Well, speaking of some of the reaction to this, it's, it's uh, we have this Kristen Beck person. I saw you tweeting about Kristen Beck this week. <laughs> I was so mad. God <laughs> saying it was a waste of a great beard. Is that what Did you said? Did you see what his beard looked like? This was like a masculine square yeah. jawed, deep voiced man. That's like, I'm a woman. And now he's the least passable woman I've ever seen. And it's just, <laughs> it saddens me. It's a waste of masculinity. It's a waste of a nice beard. Yeah. So some of the beard shots are in this CNN piece, but Kristen Beck goes on Anderson Cooper and explains why. She thinks this is a bad idea. Kristen Beck, I think was it was 20 years, 20 year naval vet, former SEAL, Bronze Star, Purple Heart recipient, seven combat deployments, retired from the Navy in 2011 and uh, transitioned in 2013, came out as a woman Why? in 2013. So let's let's see what Kristen Beck has to say to Anderson Cooper. The president's tweet today read in part that the military, quote, cannot be burdened with the tremendous medical costs and disruption that transgender in the military would entail. What do you think would taking transgender military members out of the service actually look like? I mean, talk about disruption, to use the president's word. You use the exact word. I mean, it's disruption. I have one particular friend who is uh, in the Army, and uh, she speaks Farsi, uh, Arabic, and about five other languages. And she's been in the war zone a couple of times. And in back, you know, back and forth, she's immensely capable. Is it the... This is probably going to be a question that's going to get me in trouble. But is it like hormone therapy that makes the voice weird? I think there's so. always a weird I mean, voice. Is that has he gone through hormone therapy? Because that just looks like a dude with long hair to me. I don't know. But I, whenever I think of Caitlyn Jenner, too, I think of a very weird voice. I think that some of it's like a, an inflection you're putting on and some of it's probably hmm. hormone therapy. I'm not even saying that to to like make a joke. I'm not trying to be dismissive here, but it, it's just there's a there's a distinct voice that comes out of it that I'd like to know more about, I guess. How are you going to replace that person? The president, according to the White House press secretary, concluded that, that having transgendered individuals in the military, quote, erodes military readiness and unit cohesion. That, that's a quote. That's an argument that's been made, frankly, 
uh, for you know whether or not to have African Americans serving in the military, and then mm -hmm. whether to have openly gay people serving in the military, gay and lesbian people. So, does it affect unit cohesion? Well, you brought up the exact point. I mean, this was the 1950s, going back to uh, segregation. You're going into don't 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 ask, don't tell era. I mean, it's nothing ever happened when we uh, integrated the military and everything was all, it, it's it better. That diversity makes us stronger. That diversity is what we need. So it's it's the same thing. These are excuses. This is it's some kind of something's going on, and has nothing to do with unit cohesion, uh, readiness, or their their capability. How, you know, I mean. How could this possibly make our military stronger? How? Well, you have elite SEAL Team 6, and then you have SEAL Team Diverse. SEAL Team Diverse <laughs> is the next tier up. Man, there's like intense light on you right now. I know. There's a beam of light coming in between okay. two curtains right now. I'm sorry. I, I have my say, lights you're on. You're like glowing like... <laughs> white right now. Ah. Yeah, it's blinding me. I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah, I, I mean, this, a lot of this stuff just strikes me as empty talking points. The diversity makes us stronger. I, I don't know. Again, talk to talk to any infantry personnel. I don't think they're going to care uh, about the diversity of the unit. They're going to care about the the cohesion. And they're telling us that this makes units less cohesive. Yeah, there was an interesting string of tweets. I forget who wrote it this week. That was about. Um, it was from a vet. I forget his name, but it was basically about how when you are in the stress of of a war. Uh, a war theater and and a combat situation that every little bullshit thing becomes a huge problem and a huge source that. of conflict yeah. between guys yeah. and like even the, the smallest issues become huge points of conflict and yeah. so if you're just fighting about something insignificant it's going to come up now if you have this huge better, thing right I mean, whether it's justified or not it's likely to be a point of conflict yeah Yep. Well, there's more. Undoubtedly, there are members of the military who are not comfortable having transgendered individuals serving with them. Uh, you know, when you were when you were. And he says that like it's undoubtedly there are some when, in fact, again, it's a large plurality. And it's not I'd, I'd be confident in saying it's probably not discomfort with trans people. Generally, it's a belief that it hurts. The, the readiness and the cohesion of the military, the ability to do the job. That's a really useful talking point. I like it. <laughs> um, maybe it's bullshit. Maybe it's not. I, we'll, we'll just no, I mean, going. it's true. It's true. Well, I, we, just, we just have to separate that. I, I don't think that that thinking that this is generally the right policy direction is the same thing as hating trans people. I don't think those are the same thing. And that's how they want to frame it. Any more than I hate people get pissed for any kind of comparison, but I don't hate anyone else who has any other kind of condition that prevents them from serving in the military. It's exactly. just the reality of the situation. Yeah. I didn't serve in the military because I don't think I'd be good at it. And quite frankly, I don't have the courage or the bravery to do it. I mean, but does that mean that I'm less of a person for it? And I but, don't because I'm too feeble and I don't have the aptitude <laughs> for math. So look, it, yeah. Well, if I'm in a foxhole, no offense, uh, I will take I will take your boyfriend guy you. <laughs> as um, you should because I'd be yeah. like I'm useless safe <laughs> serving you weren't you weren't uh, open and by the way I've never even spoken to him never shared a word with him I'm still gonna take him <laughs> still gonna didn't take you him. talk to him the other day I don't think we exchanged words I don't think oh, I remember him. he was in the background yeah but 
Don't anyway, put me on camera. Just, yeah, you're just a glowing white orb at this point. <laughs> to, to your, your fellow uh, SEALs, what do you say to, to, to those who say, well, look, if, if, if some members of the military are upset about it, then it is going to affect cohesion. You know, once you start serving with us folks, and, and if you sit around me just for a couple of hours, you're going to find that I'm the same person. You know, they're, they're basing their data. They're basing there's, their... your, there's your beard. What a, what a waste what a of a handsome, beard. What a handsome man. That's, this is so sad. You can't even see him. It's all beard. I know, <laughs> as it should be. Yeah. Emotions on misinformation. I'm basing our emotions on a fantasy fest parade with the with the person in a in a pink boa. You know, that's one picture of transgender, but transgender is also me. Transgender is this picture. So don't base all your data on one thing. They're giving up a lot, and it's 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 a catastrophe. Now, Christian Beck, I appreciate your time. Thank you. In any case, I, I hate. Sorry, you want to go go for it? Well, he confuses me far more than a tranny with a pink bow on. I, I understand that person much more because I live in Seattle. I see that person all the time. But this guy, this masculine guy, this confuses me. Well, and I hate I hate the argument, too, because half the time he's mad at people for opposing transgender service in the military on an anecdotal basis. He's saying, well, you can't you can't just look at your personal experience and say, look at me. That, um, yeah, that we shouldn't have trans people in the military because there's all kinds of trans people that should. But then, right. if, exactly, in his argument in favor, he's using anecdotes. Look at me. And I also, I also don't think it's fair for him to say, look at me. Again, full respect to his service. Done a hell of a lot, apparently. Has a purple heart. Has a bronze star. Seven combat tours. That's mighty impressive. And I got nothing but respect for that. But you also weren't out. You were... To say that, well, look at me, I, I did it fine. Yeah, as a burly bearded man. Yeah. You weren't that you weren't Kristen then. And that's that's where the conflict arises. So And I'd love to know what happened in his life where like this late in life he's deciding this is an appropriate course of action for him. Like that's abnormal. I'm not gonna act like this is a normal thing. I'd like to hear from the rest of the SEALs that he was deployed with. What, but their I public or private positions? I'm sure know. they're all like, I mean, what? I'd just like to hear what they have to say. Hmm. Anyway, we we should probably move on from this, I guess. We've that basically... of light is so annoying. <laughs> we spent a lot of time on it. I'll say it again. We're not dealing with a fundamental right, and since we're not, I'm going to defer to what the military says is best, and Great. it seems that Great. leadership and people actively in the military think this is the right policy direction to go. To that extent, I'm on board. Wish the president would have handled it better. That's basically my summary. Okay, okay. I can get on board with that. Hmm. You want to do super chat? We have like a million of them. Yeah, yeah. All right. I will try to hide behind. All right. There we go. Um, oh, this this one just ends. Starscream, $15, $45. The Justicar and the Devil's Advocate have done good videos about trannies. They're world-class athletes that can't serve because they have asthma. That's true. Um hmm. Then we have Dakota Stanton, $7. We love you guys. Thank you so much. We Thank love you, you too. Uh, Hague, $19.66, $2. I just wanted to drop a deuce. I see what you <laughs> did there. Uh, Joshua you. D. Marshall, $5. Unrelated topic, what is the blue wrench and what does it do? Also, hi. It um, allows you to be a moderator in our live chat so you can block people and, and do all that fun stuff. You can do what Blonde does to Boom Baby every single week. I I did it to him like a few times. I don't I don't know where he is now, but I I, I have to him. unblock him on a weekly basis. <laughs> Good. That guy yeah. sucks. Uh, Quentin. Well, he, that Aurelius. guy sucks. That guy supports the show. Boom, Seth baby, Mathis. will not be smeared like this. Go oh, whatever. 
I will besmirch him on my program if I want to. Um, here's a little beer money. Hope you all have a great week. Thanks for Thank the you. terrific content. Thank you very much. Then we have Hig 1966. I think again, uh, the biggest issue is not whether or not they are trans. If you cannot deploy, the other troop will have to deploy two times. Blonde, what, what? happens if your boyfriend has to go because somebody else is on hormones? Yeah, my sure. fucking head would explode. That would enrage me. Although I would never know. Um, Dakota Stanton, $2, uh, this man's army. Thank you for that. Hmm. Then we have Scott Malavi, $5. Just want to tip into the hat. Uh, which of you is the monkey and which of you is the organ grinder? Tranny Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I unfortunately that's another reference I don't get the monkey and the organ grinder yeah I don't know that one I mean which one of us runs the show and which one dances for the other's pleasure I, yeah, that but is that a reference to, to something <laughs> is that a reference to something I don't know I think it's just a saying and the I Trini know, Hiller yeah. thing oh, okay I just I'm the worst with super chat references um, so. Mithrin, $20. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. The issue I have is the military will pay for it part. So you sign up for four years, spend that time in therapy, surgery, recover, recovery, nope, or simply demand any time off yeah. must be made up before your service is considered completed. Yeah, that's definitely true. And it's not the amount of money for me. It's not like I'm like, oh, $50 of mine is going to transsexuals or transgender people transitioning in the military. It's like any amount of money that goes to I that agree. pisses me off. I don't want four cents of my money going to something like that. Oh, and I need, I need to see much more consensus that this is appropriate treatment too, that this is right. You can't even get the is, military on board. Don't tell me this is a good idea. Right. Um, uh, so, so I, I'm with you. Like, I don't, I don't care if it's, they keep saying, well, it's just this small, tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of the budget. Yeah. But it's probably not care. something that should be in the budget. Right. Right. And this is why we have so much budget bloat for stupid programs like these to appease social justice warriors. Uh, Scott Malavi, $2 again. Can a schizophrenic be allowed uh, as well? Yeah, that's another good point. I, like I mentioned earlier, there are a litany of mental health issues that bar you from military service. Um, Mithrin again, $5. Matt, the issue is signing up for four years of service and spending possibly half of that in recovery or therapy. Yeah, yep, that's true. I agree. And then he said again, $5, thank you very much. For fuck's sake, gays, blacks, and women don't require expensive surgeries and recovery time that takes them away from their jobs. Who covers that time off? Um, agreed. Nope, it's exactly the, the same as being racist and homophobic. And all <laughs> yeah. I know, jeez. Um, then we have Stan, $5. 41% of the military says transgender genders in doesn't help. I trust them more than one guy on CNN. Same guy said the suicide rate is from getting picked on getting oh yeah it's on. just it's the meanness oh it's yeah, from the, getting picked the, on. Say, right yeah. that's the argument is that's insane and i saw that lady gaga tweeted like 45 percent of these people are suicidal or something like that it's like that is a very good reason to right. not we'll hear some military more of that service. we'll hear some more of that from chelsea handler once we get to that um it's a similar argument she offers to lady that's stupid. Gaga. um then we have frank underwood gave us a hundred kroner thank you for that 40 chess theory Trump announced this on Twitter because he knew skinny repeal vote would fail, thus distracting the mainstream media from focusing on healthcare failure by activating the social justice, justice warrior's anger. Jeez, that I've is- I've heard that. That's far-fetched, that. bro. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I could, uh, it's, I gotta believe there's something at play here more than just Trump sitting on the toilet tweeting in the morning. Man, maybe though. Hmm. Huh, Trump announced this on Twitter because he won the, yeah, maybe. 
And Maybe. from the session stuff, you know, it took a lot of heat off the session stuff too. And this but, is like a big nothing. But he likes to put the heat on sessions, so that wouldn't really work for him anyway. But That's true. Anyway. But at a maximum, this affects 2,500 people. And I don't really believe that it's that many Yeah, and then there's a number enough. floating around that says 15,000. Absolutely not. I don't believe that. And I don't remember who it was, but they looked into it um, – and how how did they figure this out? It was some method that, like I could they like extrapolated the number of transgenders based on the military population, but like there's self selection for masculine people going into the military, so that's not an appropriate extrapolation. Yeah. Well, and and just the fact that the estimates are ranging from twenty five hundred to fifteen to fifteen thousand, it shows just me that nobody it, knows what's going on. To me, yeah. it basically says every number is probably bullshit. Yeah, yeah, probably bullshit. Yeah. Um, then we have Silver Fortune gave us ten dollars. Thank you very much. Transsexuals have the highest suicide rate of any other group. Should be a reason enough to exclude them from service. Stop yep, that's, being that's mean to said. them. And yeah, it's stop. just it's just because you guys are jerks. You're responsible yeah. for all these uh these suicides. And then we have undefined ten dollars. Male to female post op need to insert a tool into their vagina four hours a day. How do you fight with that? Oh. Oh geez. Uh, oh, yes, geez. it is. It is true. It is true. It is a wound that needs to be reopened, but we'll leave it at that. Yep. And now we are caught up. Okay. So catch me up on this Debbie Wasserman Schultz thing. Well, um, we can try to get through this as I guess as quickly as possible. I mean, I'll do what I can get through, but there's I, a lot. There's a lot here. A, there is a lot there, and I like I really pared it down, but I just kept I kept feeling like things were really important, and so this outline got really really bloated. Um, but I had not heard very much about this until today. I watched Devin Molyneux's presentation about it. I read a few Breitbart articles, Googled it. I, and and I just like couldn't believe – I couldn't believe what I was reading. Um, so Imran Awan, he's a, Pakistan, a Pakistani IT vendor, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. He was arrested by the FBI while trying to flee the country on Tuesday. But this was after he had wired – presumably to himself or to some people that could give him the money, nearly $300,000, okay. $283,000. So Debbie Wasserman Schultz didn't fire him until Tuesday, until Tuesday. But the criminal proceedings for this started in February. And so she, she just fired, fired him after the, after the arrest? I think it was the, the like the day of the arrest. Okay. Basically at the same time, same point in time, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. It wasn't just him. It was his family. Everybody was hired under like really mysterious titles, not really doing a lot of work. Um, but right now they're under investigation by both the FBI and the Capitol Police for, quote, serious, potentially illegal violations on the House IT network. So I started reading about this and I was like, what did he really have control over? What what could he do? And then I started uh, finding the connections to WikiLeaks and I was like, oh, my God. So in one of the WikiLeaks, it says if you want to get into Debbie Wasserman Schultz account, just ask Imran. He has all of the contact and login information. Mm. You can just like log into her email account at any time. So like initially the defense was that he had, you know, he, he didn't really have access into the classified information, but he clearly did. And that's just what we know from the WikiLeaks and what they've admitted. So as far as I'm concerned, like I think that he probably had access to everything Debbie Wasserman Schultz did at a minimum. Right. So this is somebody who is extremely tightly connected to her. This is not just right, right. a guy. And so then I was like, okay, well, who else did he work for? And I discovered that more than 24 different Democratic House offices used the IT services from him and his family since 2004, 17 of those in 2017 alone. And this hmm. is all when people knew that, you know, he was a criminal. He wasn't offering any kind of unique IT service. This is very, very suspicious. And he was getting paid a lot of money. A lot. Must have been some um, sweet networking. 
So his time with the IT service included her entire tenure as chairman of the DNC the whole time. Okay. Uh, so that's pretty bad. And estimates say that him and his family through the IT services received more than $4 million from House Democrats since 2009. In camp. Oh, in uh, like contracts. In contracts. Yeah. yeah. What was this yeah. bit about? I, sorry if you already mentioned it. What was this bit about the smashed hard drives? Okay. So when he fled and his family fled um, after wiring the shitload of money to them to themselves in their rental apartment, I think it was their rental apartment, they smashed all these hard drives, but like left a bench, a bunch of refuse behind. And as it turns out, a Marine and his Navy officer wife moved into the house and then they like assessed, they looked around and they're like, wow, this is a bunch of government property smashed to shit. Uh, this is very suspicious. So they handed it over to the FBI. But in the interim, uh, the Iwan family showed up several times at their rental house and threatened them. And then they called them a bunch and then they threatened to sue them if they didn't get all the equipment back. Hmm. This is stuff that they left in, in a rental house that they were living in, like smashed shit. And why? Sorry if I'm asking dumb questions on this, because th all this stuff is new to me basically right now. But do we know why he was trying to flee now? Like, what's the timing here? Why was he trying to wire himself a bunch of money and leave now? Is there an event that makes this? Make I mean, sense? these these criminal proceedings presumably started in February. So, like, he knew that th that it was go time, you know, that he was going to get caught doing whatever it is that he's doing. And this clearly didn't go as well as he thought. He thought he was going to be protected by the DNC, but Debbie Wasserman Schultz doesn't have any political power anymore. Um, hmm. And most of these people don't. He probably thought that he was going to be under their protection indefinitely. Uh, and then was like, yeah. oh shit. Well, oh and shit. And it's clear that she maintained a relationship with him until it was impossible to do so last like, moment. And then in Stefan Molyneux's presentation, he didn't, she didn't really fire him. Um, this was like a few months ago. She, she put him in an advisory role or something like that so that he still had access to all of the information, but wasn't like a contracted employee. So you can tell mm. that she was kind of moving pieces around to cover her ass while he still had access to the, to the servers. Mm. Oh, you, oh my God. Do you want to talk about the ultimate tinfoil before we wrap? this one up or should we leave that? Um, maybe we should. I mean, I also wanted to point out that his defense attorney, he's just some like supposed lowly it worker. His defense attorney, uh, it was a longtime attorney on for Bill Clinton and Hillary mm. Clinton separately. And I believe the, um, their campaign and the foundation. Mm. So he's like a bona fide Clinton attorney that they're getting for a lowly it guy. This whole thing fucking stinks to high heavens for me. Well, there's the ultimate tinfoil that he is, in fact, the leaker, the DNC leaker, which doesn't seem to make a ton of sense. But if it was, it yeah. undermines the Russia stuff. But I think the other question here, too, is uh, there's clearly an absence of mainstream media coverage of this. And for and sure. How much had you heard about it before we started researching it for the podcast? Basically none. And, and it's anything. yeah. And it's so minimal that it makes me think that simple media bias is not sufficient to explain like in a scandal obsessed right, right. media, this seems like there's plenty of smoke to merit some some serious coverage. And it's all yeah. but absent, which makes me wonder, I mean, to the extent that that media, there was a lot of media implicated in the DNC leak. Is there some type of media implication that could come out as a result of this? That's 100 percent speculative. I don't have evidence to support any of that. But it's I mean, just... I always think that, like, I thought Vault 7 was, everybody was going to flip shit about it. And, like, when I was reading this today, I'm like, this is ground, this is earth-shaking. I cannot believe what I'm reading. This is really deep 
stuff. And, but I don't know if people are even going to care. Yeah. So, but, but I am really curious why so many people in the DNC were so loyal to this guy that didn't really offer any specialized services that they couldn't have gotten anywhere else and his whole family. And it's yeah. because, you know, he was doing something illegal for many of them, or he had blackmail or both. Also, he's hmm. a Pakistani Muslim. Like what they have infiltrated our government. This blows my mind. Hmm. So what's to be done? I mean, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait for more facts to become available, but presumably they should, right? Because he's been arrested. There's going to be additional prosecution investigation into this matter, I assume. Uh, yeah, I, who knows? <laughs> Mithrin actually just, I was just going to say this, but he just gave us a $5 donation and said, coming soon, Awan commits suicide by shooting himself in the back <laughs> of four times. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly something like that's going to happen. It's like, oh, yeah. he fell when he was hiking and him and his whole family, you know. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds like the predictable course of action here. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're, maybe nothing's gonna happen. We're running. Um, we're running long on these. So if you're if you're comfortable moving to Politicon stuff, we can. Yeah, and I have not watched any of this. So I'm really excited. Okay. Are we good on super chat before we hop in? Or we uh, yeah, away? we can wait. Okay. okay. So uh, I'll break these up into two, and they don't need much introduction. So Politicons this weekend, there were some big uh, debates that were that were promoted, and everyone was really excited for. I was definitely excited for this first one that we'll view some highlights from: Ann Coulter against Anna Kasparian. Um, I was a little disappointed. Um, everyone was, which is one of the reasons I didn't watch it. I tweeted about it, and I was like, "What? What are the highlights? What do I need to know?" And everybody was like, "Disappointing." Yeah, I'm sort of disappointed in some of the debate itself, but I'm also disappointed. Mostly, as I said, disappointed that the audience tends to interject too much to make it enjoyable. And particularly in the latter debate that we'll watch here with, uh, it's not a debate, I guess it was Chelsea Handler in interviewing Tommy Laren, but it's kind of a debate. Anyway, the audience really gets on my nerves and makes it tough to watch. But here's the highlights from Anna and Anne. They most really the, the contentious stuff is about immigration. They talk about this Somali cop in, uh, incident in Minneapolis. Oh. Yeah, some other good stuff in there. And Anna has Anna has some, I think, untrue statements that need to be uh, discussed a little bit. You put up a wall. You don't have to worry about paying unemployment, yeah. paying workman's comp. They don't have to go to sleep. They don't slack off. You know, it's incredibly misleading to say that we need to build a wall because the fact of the matter is we 100% already have a wall. About 1,000 miles are already covered by a wall. The rest, we're talking about a river and we're talking about treacherous terrain. We're talking about mountains, okay? So this is the first of those statements that kind of raised Who's my this moderator that's like, yeah. He, yeah. he, he clearly was not super objective. Um, but so she talks about the thousand miles of the border already covered with a wall. It's really more of a fence and it's not very tall here. Here's one image of it. Uh, here's another image along the California border. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not the big, beautiful wall that, that was discussed in the campaign. So the other problem with this is it, Okay, if the wall already exists, then presumably Trump's wall is no impact whatsoever. So why do you oppose it so much? <laughs> and Coulter asked, asked her that question, but I had to cut it down for time. There's, there's more. There's more. This notion that if we just make it a free market system, we had a free market system. And guess what? A lot of people had no access to health insurance because they were being denied for pre-existing conditions. So there are a lot of positive things I'm talking. There are a lot of positive things that came out of the Affordable Care Act, including, don't get emotional, including allowing us 
I think it's hilarious. What? Anna Kasparian telling someone not to get emotional. I'm talking. You yeah. don't get emotional. It's like watching fucking a drunk person talk to somebody else at a bar. I'm talking, right? 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 Right. <sighs> okay. Is she is out of her league here. Well, a I, lot I kind of, people, of can't like, believe that she agreed to do this. I mean, Jenk uploaded a video and talked about how much Anna destroyed Anne. So. That's insane, but mm. proceed. Saying that you care about taking care of our poor people. You've been on the record on multiple occasions talking about how much you hate the welfare state. You don't care about taking care of anyone. You care about lower taxes for yourself. And that's pretty much it. Arf, 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 all the I know, what is this, a high school graduation? Yeah, shut it, up, everyone shut up. You, you, you opposed, you know, certain welfare programs, and so you hate poor people. And everyone, everyone claps. Woo! Look, as if, I just tried to explain, but again, it's like talking to the old Soviet woman who doesn't grasp the free market. <laughs> Name calling this is This isn't classy. a question of whether we take care of our poor. Immigration makes everything harder, and one of the biggest things it makes harder um, is the distribution of of welfare. Look at all of the scams on welfare. Is that going to the poor? No, it's going to the Russians in Brighton Beach. It's going to the Cubans in Miami. It's going to the Arabs up in, in Michigan. I... Okay, where do you think this is going? What do you think Anna's going to do here? I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Oh, you, you know what she's going to do. No, no. Call, I, I want to... Call I wanna, her. I want to watch it. I want to watch I'm it. I'm not afraid of people speaking Spanish. Fine. It doesn't get me emotional. It doesn't make me feel scared. And I know that there are some people who feel afraid. <laughs> You proceeded to insult uh, people in a racist way and then Boom. have the audacity to say there that immigration is. policies are racist or allowing more immigrants in uh, would lead to more racism. It's, it's absurd. How is anything and I said way, racist? I don't know how much rougher cops can be when... So then they start talking about the Minneapolis cop incident here, and it gets kind of interesting. Man, I haven't heard her say a single argument. She's like being super emotional while telling her not to get emotional. Yeah. I mean, I would caution that I tried to cut this down to represent an hour exchange. So don't don't take it as entirely representative. I aimed for mostly entertainment <laughs> as opposed to like substantive policy and, and argument and that sort of thing. So. If you want the full fair presentation, watch the full presentation. If you want the, the laughs, that, that's what this is for. I want the laugh. A yoga and meditation teacher getting shot within a second of arriving to a police car. The peaceful yoga instructor was shot because of immigration combined with this insane idea that we owe immigrants affirmative action. The Somali... <laughs> was rushed through the Minneapolis police cadets exam, violated about four rules off the top of my head so that the good people of Minnesota could brag about having a real live Somali on the police force. <laughs> You're in favor of cops uh, shooting Trump's and killing joke, unarmed individuals I think it's unless be... they're Somali. Because if they're Somali, well, then they must be terrorists. And that's the reason why they decided to I open said fire. Nothing of it's the ridiculous. Sort. If you should lower standards, you won't get cops that are as good. That's a fact. It has nothing to do with terrorism. Do we? And she her. even got a little bit of applause for that. So, dude, I, I, Anne is just. Oh, I well, I thought her. in that that section in particular, Anne. She's my ice-hearted hero. <laughs> God, she somehow her. looks. I, 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 she just just eat some cake, Anne. Like just people mail hey, hey, send hey. send Anne some cake. Hey, no, no, she is like 
an amazing spindly devil and we're not going <laughs> to rag on her for that. It contributes to her persona for sure. It is, it wouldn't but be the her same. Slender man figure. Yeah. Yeah. It makes her seem kind of more evil or devilish or whatever, you know, it, um, it yeah, contributes. Yeah. It contributes. <laughs> angular. She is. I like Angular that. Anne. Look at her uh, elbows and shoulder blades. They are, they are very pointy. Yeah. yeah. We have a police violence problem. Um, not as much as we have a black males killing black males problem. It is cops that are trying to Did a bunch of people say- just yell in Yeah, a plot? well, I, I had to cut out a lot of the yelling because it's just, it's too much. But yeah, there's, there's reaction to that. Save black lives are putting their lives on the line to save black lives. You know, we also have a problem in the country of white men killing white men because guess what? Criminals kill know? people in their areas and we live in segregated neighborhoods. And so if you look at the numbers, you see the Whose same fault is thing that? when it comes to white individuals. So that right wing po- talking point is empty to say the least. Okay, so I did look this up because that didn't That's seem right. untrue, yeah. Um, so here's the FBI data published in U.S. News and World Report. These are uh, number of homicides by racial breakdown per year, a one through 15. And as you can see, white on white is a similar number to black on black in terms of the raw number, like X amount of murders committed. Yeah, but black people are 13% of the population. Yeah, that's why these numbers shouldn't be similar. Like per capita or by rate, you know, by population, this is a problem. This is a problem. Are you going to show us what it is per capita? Well, I don't have that, but I just wanted to show what I wanted to show what she's referencing to say that this talking point is bunk. Well, if our society was 50% black and white, 50, 50, then these numbers would say, okay, there's no, there's no issue here. It's not, it's 13 and you know, whatever amount white people are. Uh, so given that white people are significantly larger percentage of the population, these numbers should not be comparable, but they are to be abundantly clear, not trying to make the connection between race and murder. I'm just saying these are the facts that exist as they do. And for Anna to say that, well, that's just, that's the numbers are the same. No, they're not. They're absolutely not the same. We I mean, can't. How can you say that fact though? And say, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. We should move. Yeah. We should move on. <laughs> Where are you trying to drag us? You're trying to get. And now our guest, Rage After Storm, is here to join <laughs> us. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Boy. Keep going. Oh, this is this is how I know the audience. Thank you. Is bullshit. Listen to the TYT chants at the end here. Anna Kasparian. Thank you, Ann Coulter. Apparently, there are people willing to go to this and chant TYT. But then everybody would know you're retarded. Why would you do that? (laughs) Maybe they got paid. (laughs) Okay, so that was Anna and Anne. Any thoughts from you on that? Uh, I mean, it's what I expected. Hmm. I, uh, I I guess I didn't expect the audience. I didn't expect the audience, and I probably should have. Why? This is in LA, isn't it? Yeah, it really ruined it for me. But they they were even worse in the Tommy and Chelsea Handler event you want to get through that so, really so quick that was not a debate is what you're saying it was just chelsea handle asking what, what are these things technically what are they listed as in the programs ben do people and still Cenk, have programs anymore Jeez. probably ben and jank is a formal debate like with podiums and everything okay this okay. i believe this anna and anthing was a debate there was a this guy's a moderator and a question asker so is that, I he think though that's what he was supposed to be uh and so that was that was a debate this 
uh, Tommy and Chelsea Handler thing is Chelsea Handler more or less interviewing Tommy, but they have competing ideas. And um, unfortunately, Why Chelsea Handler, I, I don't understand her significance as a human being or like she has a terrible show on Netflix. Yeah. It's... So like because she's a female Canadian, I almost said a Canadian, uh, a female comedian, we have to listen to her political opinions. Why? I guess uh, people care about her political opinions. Somebody she does. Canadian she... too? I don't know. Mm. The uh, unfortunately, the quality of this in terms of the visuals and the audio is pretty poor. As far as I can tell, Politicon did not put up an official high quality video. So it's Ah, like partly cell phone footage from the audience. So, you know, I've done my best to make it as audible as possible. Before we start, everybody in the live chat is saying that Ben Shapiro is spanking Chank. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad I kind of wanted kind of wanted to set it up such that we could go in live but the trade-off then is based on what i saw from this stuff it was crap what if it's a big nothing yeah yeah we would have tanked the show by doing that because it's just (laughs) full of a bunch of people yelling in the audience as as we'll hear some of the people in the audience here in this one are just insufferable so they start out just going back and forth about opinions on trump I can't hear Dick. That's the thing is you can't hear half her answer because of the people in the audience. He represents so many other things. He's a, he's kind of like a toddler, like an angry. He's a toddler. He lashes out at people and he's vengeful and he says really nasty things and and he wants he's a crybaby. He wants it, but just knows everything's unfair. It's unfair. It's unfair. He's a fucking president. Really? So rich coming from her talking about how everything is unfair. I've heard the mo- the worst feminist nonsense come out of her mouth. She cried Victim on her show shit. with Barbara Boxer on, on Netflix after Trump was elected, talking about how she wanted to move to Spain, but she was going to stay here to save the country. Oh, whatever. God. Yeah. And then I've heard her talk about her multiple abortions before. I'm not going to feel uh, sorry for this bitch. All right. There's, okay. more. there's plenty more. It gets way worse. Don't worry. She's mad about having military personnel in the cabinet. How? You You know who else listened to his military leaders? Hitler. (laughs) Yeah, and everybody that's ever been successful. All right. Yeah. Wait, wait, did she just say, you're a fucking... 
bitch. Yeah, and then people are yelling at that lady saying, shut up. So yeah. it got a little okay. heated. That have, you know, severe asthma that are not allowed to serve because they have their severe asthma. Bitch, so trans isn't an illness. Can you shut the fuck up, please? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, trans isn't an illness. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. I want time off while we're in the middle of a law, uh, war because I want my penis. No one's doing that. Well, I mean, that's unreasonable. No one. I, I agree with you. It is unreasonable, but it happens. Here's the problem when is this. When did it happen? Chelsea Manning. Chelsea Manning is a prime example of taxpayers funding hormone treatment therapy for a traitor. But the okay, pay attention to what Chelsea Handler says here because it's going to become just ridiculously indefensibly hypocritical and ironic just a few moments later these people are volunteering volunteering to serve our country and it's not easy for them to even walk out the door never mind oh, okay. okay i forgot about this this was the argument these people are volunteering to serve this country but it's yet not easy for them to function in daily society right. Oh my God, they that's so stupid. And she can't. also said voluntarily joining the military. Yeah. There's so many contradictions in the stuff that she does. I can't wait to hear what she's going to say next. That's they so can't. Retarded. They can't walk out the door, and so we should send them into combat zones. How is that humane? Or, or maybe humane's the wrong word, but you know, how is that compassionate for people that you think are too weak to walk out the door? Or Us. threatening to external forces. Yeah. They're going to look at our tranny army and be like, oh, I'm shaking in my boots. So uh, the, the way Chelsea Handler closes this gets really ridiculous. When it comes to effectiveness on the battlefield, I don't believe that the military is a place for a social experiment. I don't believe it's a place for feelings. I don't think it's a social experiment because trans, the trans community, they're not going away. It's only going to get bigger. This is it. God, I hope that's not true. Yeah, they're not even one percent of popular. That's a stupid argument too. Current year, the trans community is only going to get big, going to get bigger. Yet, people are born trans. Are you saying that there are people that are hiding it right now that need to come out? Or presumably, yeah. Or there like, will be more trans people say. in the future. Well, I would counter by asking you: uh, Is it not 2017? <laughs> yeah, it's 2017. I, was I mistaken about the calendar? Uh, let me look. But by her own logic, wouldn't there be the same number of trans people now as there always have been? I would assume if that if you believe that it is a that it, it's an immutable characteristic that you're born with, that there'd basically be a sort of steady rate of them. Now, the question would be that you raised how many of them are out and how many of them are hidden. But it is you can't an interesting tell me way that to... for some people, it's not a better decision to hide it. Like you're also under operating under the assumption that it's better for people mentally to live in society whatever in all walks of life they do better if they transition you can't make that argument to me either well it's tougher to make that argument pressing these instincts and trying to go about living normal lives yeah or i i don't know if i i don't know about well i'm not arguing based on an understanding of the studies i'm just arguing based on what i know about i don't know based on how i feel i don't know if i would go as far as to say suppress but to your point, do I do I think that it's beneficial to say, well, yeah, they should all be out and they should all be reassigned with medical intervention immediately? The data don't support that either. Yeah. So yeah. I would be curious to know, to your point, about what she means when she says getting bigger. I would like some more clarification on that. Anyway, it's going to get even worse. Gay people are not going anywhere. Soon they're going to probably take over. 
I was only a Trump supporter. What? (laughs) What? Then Tommy says, I wasn't actually a Trump supporter. I was a Marco Rubio person. And listen to what Chelsea says. Marco Rubio supporter. That's almost worse, though. (laughs) I mean, he's kind of. He's what? He's just like a. Like a, like a non-man. Policy, He's a what? Like a non-man. Like, how does he go, Chelsea, how do we go from talking he, about the feelings of transgenders to you saying Marco, Marco Rubio is a non-man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she can make a joke about Marco Rubio's masculinity. I know. He's but, just gross. He's just kind of a pussy. He's just a non-man. What yeah. the hell? Yeah. Can you imagine After, if it was a woman, we were like, Hillary, she's just she's just too unfeminine. She would shit her pants if somebody well, said that. Especially after arguing for the last 20 minutes about how we need to be accommodating for everyone's gender issue, X, Y, and Z, but then you're going to throw Marco Rubio Except under the for, bus. Except for, you know, men, Bec- yeah. Because his politics don't agree with yours. So he's, he's you know, it's he's open season. He's a minority season on, too. What do you want? Oh, yeah. How very Cuban-phobic of her. <laughs> Cubophobic? I don't know. Uh, so that, that's a recap of those two debates. You can catch, I'll, I'll link both of those in full if people want to listen to them in full. Honestly, I, I, I would like to say you caught most of what you need to see. Dude, <laughs> I'm not going to watch those. them then. I, the, I was really excited an, because I thought that it would be more of like a sledgehammer with Anna, but she just remains petulant. You know, these things are watching an unresolved debate. Like even if somebody wins, the other person doesn't recognize you know, their bad position or their yeah. bad ideas. It's not like Anna's at home, like maybe I was wrong. And so it just gives you. No, she's, loss. she's watching Jenk right now thinking he's destroying Ben Shapiro. I know, I know. And that's always how it goes. No matter what a bad job somebody does, people always fall in line behind the person yeah. that they support ideologically. And so debates don't really have that much. You know. I, I do think Anna actually performed better than I thought she would. She definitely, even though she really? was accusing Anna like, of getting me to believe that she acted well, like a petulant child the whole time. What I will, what I will say is there was not as, as much emotional reaction and insulting from the part of Anna as I expected. And she also seemed to be on top of her game in terms of referencing Data, referencing news, referencing... Really, because she just made something up out of thin air about black and white crime statistics. Well, those were the ones that I thought, I don't think that's very right. So those were the obvious ones that I picked up. And by out. not very right, you mean totally invented and completely wrong. Yeah, very misleading. Uh, okay. Very fake news. Okay, uh, but but uh, I hope Ben is destroying Jenk right now. Jenk uploaded a video last night, like I said, where he said, uh, he said, we just watched Anna destroy Ann Coulter, and tomorrow I get to talk to Ben Shapiro. We'll see if he's, you know, the right wing cracks, the right wing makes him to be this this intellectual powerhouse. We'll see if he's all that he's cracked up to be. I'm not that worried about it, uh, you know. Uh, I'd be so worried if I, if I were debating Ben Shapiro tomorrow. I would not be able to sleep tonight. There, if I were debating Ben Shapiro, it's almost like, why would I even prep? You know, like, why would I try hard in this? <laughs> this is going to be, yeah, he's going to slay. Just, he's yeah. just going to slay. And so, it's going to so, be an embarrassment to me. No matter how much I prep, I give up. So I can't not, wait to watch it. It's probably the first thing I'm going to do when we're done. Me too. Like five here. seconds after this. Uh, you want to catch us up on super chat before we move sure. on? Sure. Josh D. Marshall, $5. Anna telling someone not to get emotional is fucking rich. Also yeah. those barking seals must've had some good fish. Thank you for that. <laughs> We have our weekly donation from Gabriel Lopez of $10 that says, Thank is you. Andy a faggot? As, as it does every week. <laughs> you you got to ask Andy. You got to ask Andy. We can't speak on Andy's behalf. Uh, or know what Andy you're talking about. Uh, Base Mama, $2. Obama whined about dissenting voices being meanies. Yeah, yes, he did. 
Uh, Selrin, $5. Matt, fake news. Hitler didn't listen to his generals. That's why he lost. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. I was thinking about that. If he had, he probably would have performed better. <laughs> Great. You, you, everybody take these sound bites out of our, out of our show. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Hitler could have done a better job. I'm there. I'm saying it. Of what? Clarify Hitler, of what? Hitler was almost there. If he only no, could have. No, how no, far no. do you want me to go on this? <laughs> no, I was giving you an opportunity to back. We can learn a wonder. lot from Hitler's mistakes. <laughs> if he had any. Okay, all right. Oh, Jesus. Keep going. Okay, then we have uh, Mithrin, uh, $5. Uh, Anna, facts are greater than feels. Never go into a battle of the minds when you're so obviously unarmed. Yeah, that's how I, I felt kind of a little bit bad for her watching those clips. Then we have Stan, $2. Impressed blonde, no slender man. I only know it in relation to Ann Coulter and that murder that happened where the two girls believed in oh, slender yeah. man. And so they- That was in Wisconsin. Oh, no. Did, a, didn't she survive, actually? Didn't the girl survive? I can't remember, but it was a big Wisconsin case. I know we have a large Wisconsin constituency that's always throwing Packers garbage at me. <laughs> Never forget, Wisconsin is the state where two girls tried to kill another one because the Slender Man told them to do it. Yeah, I think the girl hmm. lived, but I'm pretty sure they, like, told her that they wanted to meet her in the woods for some games and then, like, slit her throat. <laughs> Yikes. Um, then we have little man, two, one, one, five dollars. The debate just ended and it was pretty much Chank making emotional arguments and Ben destroying Chank with facts ah, as expected. All right. Yeah. Um, then we have Dave S two dollars spot on with the civil war tranny vid, Matt. Good one. Oh, thank you. That was, uh, uh it was a fun one to make, but it's, a, <laughs> it's easy when the case that's, that you're trying to debunk is so stupid too. <laughs> yeah, that does make it easier. Then we have Jenny Case, $2. Feminism is cancer. That it is, Jenny. Make Europe strong again. Strong. $3. Free market health care. Atlas MD. Direct care. Then we have Joel Dykeman, $10. Quote, if Thank only you. people were kinder to one another, the world would be a better place. Do you know how much damage policies have made under the guise of being altruistic or benevolent? I do. Yes. It's an interesting thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... And I think it plays into a lot of this. It plays into the transgender issue. It plays into what Anna was talking about with the, with, and Anne were talking about with the welfare state. Uh, just because the policy you're advocating for is the government allegedly taking care of people doesn't necessarily mean that it has altruistic motives or ends. Right, right. Yeah. And does it really matter if they have altruistic motives if the outcome is, you know, a net societal loss? Yeah. I don't even know if I give a well, shit. Well, I, I don't doubt that Germany and Sweden are ultra altruistic in their immigration uh, policy no i think that that's rooted in self-hatred and yeah, you know, maybe wanting maybe. to see the demise of their culture because they hate themselves but that's yeah. a discussion for a different day all yeah. right we have david howard five dollars how is one born trans i thought transitioning was to change from what you're born as yeah that's i bring that up when i debate very frequently yeah that's interesting i hadn't thought of that contradiction if you're born trans then you can't really transition transition they would say that they're just matching your outside body to what your inside body already is or something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, then we have, it's all just one step too far. That's what my dad says. My dad's a pretty open-minded guy. Yeah. A lot of this and stuff. he's right. And, he's, and you know what? I was with them for like a pretty long time. You know, I, yeah. I was pretty far left in college and everything like that. And then like one day or something like that, you know, I just, something happened and I was just like, nope, this is a bridge too far. This got weird. <laughs> 
that's, it's no that's longer pretty, about yeah, rights. And now much, this is just too weird. That's pretty much what he said. And like I said, I'm 100% there in terms of individual rights. Yeah. Individual rights. But that's not what we're talking about in this military context, like it or not. I know. And I just hate this desire that the left, I guess everybody kind of does this, has to like find one person that suits their narrative and then just parade them all over town doing every yeah. news outlet. I'm like, God, are we still falling for this as a society? We're so stupid. Yeah. Like this one guy is such a good exception. I mean, how many trans people that are that masculine have come out of the military? Like, ugh. I could probably count them on two hands. Mm. All right, Steven Suarez, $5. Trans people are not legit until they can pass and reproduce. hey oh. Whoa, Ayo. that's a high bar. That's going to take some scientific advances. Well, I guess they can. They can. Like, we always see those stories of trans couple, like first pregnant pregnant man. It's like, nah, it's just a weird dude who banged a weird chick and they're pregnant together now. Yeah. There's nothing biologically significant about this. They're just weirdos. <laughs> Can't we just go back to a time in society where people were just weird or kind <laughs> yeah. of crazy? Like, does everybody have to have a specific Fully support infant? your right to be weird, by the way. <laughs> but you got to fully support my right to think it's weird, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be weird and tell me that I can't think it's weird. Not yeah. fair. Yeah. All right, last one. Uh, Dakota Stanton, $5. I live in Waukesha? Waukesha? Waukesha, yeah. Waukesha, Wisconsin, where that attempted murder happened. Oh, it was oh. an attempted murder, so the girl survived. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. All right, we're caught up. Okay. Uh, it is that time. We'll get through this quick, but um, I haven't used this sounder for a little while, but here's the time. And now, the nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week. Catch me up. What happened in Hamburg? This is a big nothing story. It'll take me five seconds. So anyway, this okay, Palestinian, or he was from the United Arab uh, Emirates. I've seen this reported in two different um, publications. He killed one, wounded six others with a machete after storming into a supermarket in Hamburg, Germany on Friday. Um, they were all like, what's the motive? I don't know what the motive possibly could be. We're entertaining all motives. Isn't that CNN that said that? <laughs> yeah. So CNN puts this out, uh, stabbing attack at a Hamburg, Germany supermarket leaves one dead, four injured. Police say all motives be being considered. Now I will say all motives being considered a lot better than, I think that's better than motive unknown because it at least partially included includes oh, oh, people are telling that me the stream got stopped. Uh, that's not true. That's fake news. I, I, so is. many people are telling me that we are not, we're cut off. Yeah. Uh, it's well, like a hundred people. It's still live and it's still recording. So you know what I say to those people? You are fake news. <laughs> Very fake news. It's still going. We got to keep going. The show goes on. Tell them to refresh. Right. I mean, everybody refresh. They're, they're not, uh, I'm telling you, no, nobody's watching this right now. It's not on my end. I'm serious. Oh, well, I guess we should wrap up the show. Maybe people are just fucking with us. No, we'll keep going. It's still sending and being received by YouTube. I have monitor on that. Crazy. Yeah. Keep okay. going. All right. The show goes on. Oh, I mean, that was it. Uh, were you going to pull up the CNN article? Oh, and it was just the CNN tweet. I already got it up. So the weird thing about this story that you mentioned. Oh, yeah. So again, all motives being considered. He shouted Allahu Akbar and stabbed people with a stolen knife. Now, what was this bit about the deportation? Like, he, Oh yeah, he, I had to read this. I had to read this like five times. Okay. Now it's yeah. being reported that he was unknown or he was known to authorities and is an Islamist who is a, phalum, a, a failed asylum seeker whose deportation had been blocked because he lacked identity papers. At yes. first I was like, what? 
But then I realized that they couldn't send him anywhere because they didn't know where he came from, as is a totally predictable problem in all of this. I guess, but it still seems weird to say we since we have no idea who you are and can't figure out who you are, guess you're just going to have to live amongst us in society. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I understand that maybe you have the question of where do we send him? But why isn't there a solution of you are you're here and you're not supposed to be. You should at least be detained for that. Yeah. Yeah. For everybody in the live chat, I know that our stream cut out for a second and went back. I mean, everybody's like, why aren't they listening to us? I mean, we weren't having a problem on our end. So yeah, there's, I don't so know sorry. what happened, but there's no drop on our end. So maybe YouTube. Yeah. Had a Joshua D. Marshall just gave us $5 and said, did you guys get shut down temporarily? No, I mean, we didn't, there was no problem on our end. We just kept doing yeah. the show. I mean, I, what I have is a monitor that tells me this, this, the quality of the stream to the servers and there's been zero, not a single frame interrupted. Oh, geez. So. And then Base Mama just said, start the article again. You guys cut out. I think that when we post it, it'll have the audio and video. Of it what should. We it should. We were just discussing this terrorist attack in Hamburg that yeah. is not really notable because this shit happens every day now. Yeah. Long story short, he shouted a lot at Allahu Akbar, stabbed a bunch of people, stabbed several, killed one, and couldn't be deported because he didn't have papers. Germany said, we don't know who you are, so you have to just hang out with us. Why can't they just be like, get out of our country. I don't care where you go. And then notify all neighboring countries. Just leave. Yeah. Hey, get out. you know what? Speaking of people who are trying to go to hang out in countries where they don't belong. That's there something that's something our friend Lauren Southern is not particularly fond of politically. Those transitions. Those yeah. Transitions. And Lauren Southern, as we discussed last week a little bit, was banned off of Patreon for allegedly violating their terms against participating in behavior that is likely to lead to injury or loss of life was the email that they had sent her. Lauren put together a video explaining her frustration with that. Patreon CEO Jack Conti put together a video explaining why Lauren was banned. And um, I have a few points of appreciation for this, and I have several points of... uh, I don't know, confusion, uh, disagreement, those sorts of things. Uh, why don't we just play it and and react to it as we go? This is Patreon CEO Jack Conti describing why Lauren Southern is not on the platform anymore. So to recap, Patreon recently took down the pages of all the members of Defend Europe, including Lauren Southern's page. Content policy and the decision to remove a creator page has absolutely nothing to do with politics and ideology and has everything to do with a concept called manifest observable behavior. The purpose of using manifest observable behavior is to remove... Which, by the way, he's going to repeat that term several times. This is a big brother tactic that means nothing. You know what why this video pissed me off? Because he just intellectualizes his way through this decision-making process. It's total bullshit. They don't really have any scientific process by which, you know, they they put other Patreon users, you know, through this process. They, they, they aren't doing that. I mean, they didn't do this to wife with a purpose. They shut her down several other people's Patreon pages. Did they ever give a no, reason for that? No, was they like kept action? shutting down and open. They said it was hate speech. Hmm. And so these things of like actually threatening, he's not addressing hate speech, which they have shut down people's accounts. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the fear. That's the fear. What I will say I can appreciate about this is one, he is actually giving, whether you consider it transparent or not, he is giving an explanation and a lot of platforms don't do that. So whether you agree with- I have to be grateful because he gave me some bullshit explanation that he pulled out of his ass. I think it's better than nothing. 
No, he's just doing this because he needs to change public perception because Patreon is suffering. Everybody has lost patrons this month. And to your Everyone. point, pe- people are bailing on Patreon, our, our patrons, my patrons, and I can't and blame them for doing it. This other project, Patreon, is coming out, and it's still in beta. Apparently, it's it's just like Patreon. I mean, people are going to switch platforms. He sees that the writing is on is, is on the wall, and he needs to defend himself. Yeah. This is not like I'm so transparent. Bullshit. Yeah. Well, I mean, at, at least at least we get to hear from him. That's all I'm trying to give him credit for. A lot of pl- Twitter doesn't do that. Twitter just bans you and says fuck off. So. I'll give him credit for that. The other thing I'm willing to give him credit for, again, not that I agree necessarily, but he's trying to make a connection to action as opposed to speech. I appreciate that he's trying to make that distinction. I'm not convinced necessarily that the distinction is as clear in this case as he he thinks it is, but I'm glad to hear that's his intent, at least. Again, whether he's doing it right or wrongly. Do you really think that that's his intent? I'm uh, look, admittedly, I'm taking him at face value right now and uh, not Why? assuming nefarious motives. But to your point, there are there are reasons why he might have those. Yeah, I can't deny them. I'm Did just trying to tell me that he retweeted um, Matt. Oh, what is his name? The the Black Lives Matter guy. Oh, DeRay McKesson. Yeah, DeRay, DeRay McKesson, McKesson. Was, was hanging out at Patreon headquarters and, and said, hey, thanks for hanging out with me, Jack. And he retweeted it. So, yeah, that makes me feel super safe that, you know, 70 percent of my income comes from Patreon. Hey, you know, what has been connected to potential loss of life and in fact, actual loss of life. What? And various other crime. Black Lives Matter. On a, <gasps> known on occasion to <laughs> commit a few criminal acts. But uh, find a fund on Patreon, I suppose. Okay, let's let's hear him out about this manifest observable behavior. Again, just evidence. Just say evidence. That's that's good. It's a good word. Move personal values and beliefs when the team is reviewing content. It's a review method that's entirely based on observable facts. What has a camera seen? What has an audio device recorded? It doesn't matter what your intentions are, your motivations, who you are, your identity, your ideology. The trust and safety team only looks at manifest observable behavior. She herself was upset that we didn't give her the evidence that we used to make this decision. That should take some pretty incredible evidence behind it, shouldn't it? Uh, But what did you provide as evidence? Absolutely nothing. So the purpose of this video is to just clarify that confusion, offer up that evidence, and explain is to our it? creator community how we make these sorts of big decisions. We removed their pages because they directly obstructed a search and rescue ship in the Mediterranean. And they made a variety of statements and outlined plans to obstruct similar rescue ships in the future. And that's a violation of a section of our content policy that prohibits creators from threatening to take or from taking action that could lead to harm or loss of life. Here's a clip of her on a boat telling the boat operator where to go to cut off an NGO vessel. Get in front, get in front, Thomas. In front of the boat. Yes, in front of the boat. Go fast, go fast. We believe that she was not only participating in the mission, but at times she was actively directing the operation. Again, she's instructing the boat. Don't they leave up people's pages that support, like, refugee transport? Well, that would be a good question, because he's going to make the case that this is connected to actual death. And that's one of the questions that I have to raise is, okay, are these rescue boats or are they human trafficking? Because Lauren and her team would call this human trafficking against the law, like illegal migration of people into Europe who have no legal legal right to be going there. Um, and and he, we'll let him make the case. He, he references that famous death of that child in the Mediterranean, that famous photo. By the way. There's, you know that guy was going to Europe to get dental work and just brought his whole family along. The guy, the who, like the guy who, the father like the, of the of the kid that died. He was also well, right. at the helm. Yeah. So the question would be: They is weren't it, refugees, though. This is right. So, so 
I guess my, my question would be, why are these people bringing them? Would they be eligible? Because that's connected to death. Their trafficking of people is connected to death. Would they be eligible to raise money on Patreon? Uh, probably. By right? his reasoning. I, I don't know. I mean, that's part of the I problem mean, with this is... Well, theoretically, they shouldn't be by his own logic, but they yeah. would be allowed to, for sure. Let's hear him out. Boat operator to get in front of a rescue ship. Get in front, Thomas! Thomas, Thomas, go, go, go. No, it's too dangerous. We can't go in front. These are examples of manifest observable behavior, actions that a camera and audio recorder can see and hear. Here she is literally detailing her intention to stop this rescue boat. So this is a boat called the Aquarius that has been illegally bringing in migrants from the Libyan Ocean for the last while. And they're just heading out again to bring in more illegal migrants and we are going to stop them. So what are these ships doing? Who is Lauren stopping and why is that bad? They are search and rescue ships that save people attempting to cross the oceans to Europe. Do you remember this photo from 2015? Uh, people attempting to cross the oceans. Do you, why? Do you say from Europe or to Europe? Anyway, but yeah, why and under what authority? That's the question too. So he'll, he'll yeah. talk about this famous photo. It's the image of Alan Kurdi, a child who drowned in the Mediterranean after his family's ship capsized in the ocean. So let's. Okay, but how is that connected to Lauren? He's saying that that child should have been rescued by a boat that Lauren would theoretically stop. That's the yeah. reason. Yeah. He, I think he's worried about, or what he's saying he's worried about is these emergency boats capsizing. Like that's what they, she was trying to do. I think that they were just trying to situate themselves so that the boat couldn't port. Is that is that right? <laughs> well, I uh, you'd, you'd have to ask Lauren about some of these things. I'm not aware of a lot of the specifics, but yeah, to my knowledge, it's obviously not as simple as here's a boat and here's a bunch of illegal migrants struggling for breath, drowning, and Lauren is blocking the actual rescue. I mean, these are people oh. who are on boats. Maybe they're in some sort of health condition that oh, requires that attention. He's trolling us right now. He just oh. said, "Thomas, get in front, bitch! You crazy." <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's hear out the rest of this. Look at the manifest observable behavior. She and a crew successfully stopped a rescue boat in the Mediterranean. It's stopping, it's stopping, they're slowing down. As a part of that mission, she directed the boat operator precisely where to go to stop the vessel. You gotta go in front of the boat. She told the press she planned to do it again, and she helped a team successfully raise money to purchase a bigger boat. Trust and safety team and the Patreon executive team reviewed this overwhelming body of evidence and manifest observable behavior. Our conclusion was that their actions, if they continued to do what they were doing, were likely to inhibit rescue operations and potentially lead to people dying in the oceans and, and potentially lead to people dying i want to remember that phrasing that's such a nebulous standard it, I know. it really bugs me that's a violation of a section of our content policy <laughs> that prohibits creators from threatening to take or from taking action that could lead to harm or loss of life one thing i want to make clear is that if instead of getting in front of the ship they had just stayed on the side of the ship that's totally okay that is free speech but there's a difference between standing outside of a hospital and holding up a sign and yelling and screaming and exercising your freedom to speak versus standing in front of a hospital door and obstructing people from getting in or out who need to treat someone who's in trouble and the reaction to this has been generally negative uh 2500 dislikes something like that the top comment on there i couldn't i couldn't get over though estrogen is a hell of a drug <laughs> <laughs> oh i know what a light in the loafers little guy <sighs> okay nice beard though yeah i i think um I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to connect this to action. And I'm glad that they're trying to maintain a separation between speech and action, but I'm not sure that I buy it. And I'm not sure that I believe him when he says, 
if they would have just had a boat on the side and had signs that that they wouldn't consider that um, a problem necessarily either. There's one additional piece of evidence in here that apparently there was some sort of lobbying effort. Um, let's see if I can find it here. This so there's people on Twitter. This group called Hope Not Hate. This this advocacy group that's opposed to oh, Lauren. and I her know people. Hope Not Hate. <laughs> I have no idea who they are. It sounds very Antifa-y, very Daryl Lamont Jenkinsy, that kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> but I don't know anything about them. Uh, after lobbying, this, this guy's connected to them. I forget what his position is, but he works for them. After lobbying by Hope Not Hate and others, crowdfunding site Patreon has removed accounts of Defend Europe leaders, including Lauren Southern, who was tweeting, and this was replied to, with the applause emoji hands. Uh, there was clearly, again, whether that was a determining factor or not, there was clearly a behind-the-scenes lobbying effort by a political adversary to make this happen. And hope not hate. It is just like Antifa. Nick Lulls, which is uh, the leader of hope not hate. He finds specific alt-right people and then concentrates his efforts on like destroying their particular lives. Yeah. Like using all the tactics, doxing, calling employers, everything, everything like that. Like that's, that's what hope not hate. Yes. I, uh, you know, Patreon is of course their private company set, whatever standards you want. I, I, Again, I will appreciate his attempt to try to make this clear and objective for people, but I really don't think it's objective. And I, what I would like to see from Patreon is a looser standard that basically says we care about action, but it's got to be action with intent. You know, like if you're on Patreon and you commit a negligent homicide that is not at all related to the purpose of your Patreon, like if I if I commit a crime tomorrow that's not related to my YouTube channel. Maybe this isn't a perfect metaphor because it's probably more related to Lauren's YouTube channel than like me committing a negligent crime tomorrow would be. But my point is I need to see more demonstration of intent to be comfortable with Patreon standard because if you were to ask Lauren and her team what their intent is, do you intend to harm people? Do you intend for loss of life? I think they'd have a pretty good response to that, I would hope. And if they don't... I I agree. And even if I'm going to give a pass for Lauren and say that there was intent or something like that. Uh, this doesn't explain the multitude of other content creators that have been shut down on Patreon. Hasn't naked ape been shut down on Patreon before? I heard that. And I know wife with a purpose has, and with no reason, it's just, she's smaller time. People weren't freaking out about it as much as they have Lauren Southern. So they just didn't get, they said it themselves in that statement that they buckled to pressure from hope, not hate to shut down these accounts. They're not doing these things because they took it upon themselves to institute the stupid mob. What is it? What's the acronym mob again? Yeah. Uh, manifest observable behavior. Be yeah. Very, that's not why they're doing this. We have to think about that. What manifest observable behavior did we have in this show tonight that might right. <laughs> cause us to be deplatformed on Patreon? I, I will also say he's scheduled for the Rubin report tomorrow. He's going to talk to Dave Rubin tomorrow live at two Eastern. So again, do I agree with him or not? I don't know. I'm not convinced, but I appreciate that he's at least willing to be open about it. Yeah. He's going to go talk to Dave. You know, at the helm of a failing business, yeah, Patreon is is really going to suffer for this because people that are right wing need it too. And now we know that we they they can't be trusted. I mean, they can do whatever they want. I'm not saying that you know, I'm just saying this is a bad move for them tactically. I agree. It uh, it it just sparks comp- uh, competition, but this is an arena in which competition. Well, as as with any arena, but in this arena in particular, Patreon kind of dominates this sort of. Um, support a creator of something you like monthly platform and we need some competition in that regardless of even if patreon was doing a great job competition never hurts anybody and this is going to spark it in fact it doesn't hurt it it leads to innovation and creative stuff 
pop it yeah, up. Yeah, once better I have system, a better, better alternative, you know, I'm I'm done with Patreon. Oh yeah. Once I'm able to transfer I, my. I there are aspects of what he's saying that I can sort of understand and sort of appreciate, but it's still a level of uncertainty that I'm uncomfortable with such that if there was another viable platform that said, we believe in free speech. Simple yeah. as that. Uh, okay. Yep. I'd See? be there in two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's all I got on that. Anything Maybe else? we should start like a show Bitcoin or something like that. You're the Bitcoin queen. I don't know anything about Bitcoin. Well, I already have Bitcoin for my channel, but you know, it's probably a good idea for us to start diversifying. Yeah. Well, you're the one with the finance expertise. <laughs> I'm just the guy who knows how to run OBS. <laughs> okay. <it>. okay. <laughs> so you could, you could take care of that. Uh, should we, should we play this song and then take super chat and get out of here or which order would you prefer? Um, we have like no, only a few super chats. So let's just okay. do the song. Yeah. After the stream got killed. Apparently. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> and then Jay Fry linked it to me on Twitter. It was just a black screen. It really did happen. Weird. Well, it should be fine after the fact. I mean, I'll check it out once, um, once it's on demand, but I've had no indication on my end. If there's, if there is a problem, it's on YouTube's end. That's wild. Live chat went crazy. Hmm. I thought it was the fucking flat earthers again. I was like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the, I don't know what the deal with cringe music is in this social justice music right now. We saw Goodnight Alt Right. We had the meme from Facepalm at the top of the show. That bizarre song that we covered was it last week? Was it only a week ago we talked about that, or was it two weeks Straight ago? Straight the remember. path. Might have been two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago. Now there's this English band called the called Rocking Horse Club, and yeah. they're this new, relatively new band. They formed in 2015. I've never heard of them. You said they emailed you. Okay, this so song? I got this video in my inbox about two months ago, and it was with a message that was along the lines of like, we thought you would like this um, because of your political orientation. Please like and share on Twitter. And then I watched like 30 seconds of it, and I thought it was satirical and that these guys were making fun of leftists. And then by the time – so I tweeted it. And then by the time I got to the end of the video, I was like, I don't think that that's what was happening here. So I deleted <laughs> the tweet, and I was like, huh, I'm well, pretty sure these people are retarded leftists. I take it. I take it as sincere and they've done interviews about this that lead me to believe it's sincere. So if it is in fact parody, I've been duped, but I'll leave that opportunity open. This is, uh, this is, um, what's it called? Straight white man by rocking horse club. Whoops. My opinion about roller. One second. (laughs) Here we go. For the straight white man A woman can't do all the things we can Walk in the dark and feel secure Do the same job but get paid more we Oh god, why didn't I realize immediately? Don't get shamed Don't get raped and then get blamed Is it so hard to understand? Life is so easy for the straight white right man
Has no one ever assumed that a heterosexual person is a, is a pedophile? Because I've I'm assumed sure that, that about all the time. <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. And my ass has been grabbed at work all of zero times. What, oh, what are they talking about here? That's an indictment on you. All the things we can See the police and get left alone No one ever tells us to go back home And we're much less likely to go to jail Because the system is biased against black males The system fails unless you're pale Life is so easy for the straight white male Oh boy Okay, so in my defense, I know this makes me sound retarded because that was obviously satirical, but the way they wrote me the email was like, you align with us politically. So I was going in with the expectation that it was going to be something that I agreed with. And so Mm. I thought that that was like sarcastic commentary about how straight white men are like subjected to a lot of, I don't know, social ills. And I was like, wow, this is is not how it reads. But interestingly enough, I actually... As far as just the music and the style, I actually kind of like it. Like if they had a song, I don't like the writing at all. (laughs) And it's hard to like them knowing that they think this is a good idea. But if they had presented me a song straight up, having known nothing about them, I would think, yeah, I kind of like their sound. I think it's all right. I don't don't have a problem with the music at all. Whereas like the good (laughs) night alt right song, I'm like, okay, Uh, you guys need to fix a lot of things besides just your your writing. I wonder why they sent it to me though. I have no idea. I was very surprised when you told me it that. It was from like official band email. Weird. Because I, yeah. I don't think I got that. If I did, it's in my spam inbox. But uh, I wanted to share too, they're getting hammered with dislikes. 8,500 down, 375 up. I mean, this is this is a smashing in terms of the YouTube reaction. But but if you ask the band, they inter- they had an interview in a, in a magazine about this. The interviewer asked, so how was the release of Straight White Man... Uh, how has the release of Straight White Man gone so far? It's It has certainly made waves. We've had love and hate for it in equal parts. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of, um, all the love must be private. I'm sure there's tons <laughs> of fan mail. From your mom, yeah. Yeah. A lot of ridiculously abusive comments. I would consider your video to be ridiculously abusive. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about prejudice. You want to talk about assumptions. You want to talk about... All the things you supposedly hate, you exemplified it pretty well. We seem to have angered a lot of straight white men, but we've also had lots of people tell us how much they love it. So it's definitely polarizing. Oh, okay. And so we just assume the people who don't like the video are straight white men. Well, you only fit uh, two of those criteria. I know. Not the and third. I hated it. So. And you hated it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I would assume there are plenty of people who might not fit any of the criteria straight white man and think that's a pile of garbage yeah hmm. but uh that's that this is a relatively unknown band trying to make a name for themselves and this is this is their thing so it'll be interesting to see uh what their next steps are like do they have a successful tour after this that sort of thing hmm. i highly doubt it <laughs> um uh, 
something I just want to say really quick. People, the now the live chat's blowing up again. Apparently, Megyn Kelly's show was canceled, but I've not confirmed oh. that. I've only been told that by people in the live chat, well, so I it's could, not uh, true. By that. I give it the old Google. Do you want me I to, heard the ratings, want to Google that while I do yeah. the uh, um, Megyn Kelly? Well, I'll just Google News it. Uh, disaster. Megan's Sunday show initial run pulled after just eight episodes. This is from Breitbart 12 hours ago. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, it appears to be true. Good. Good. That's what I want to see. Oh, but she's going to have a morning show, I, I think, too, on NBC. Megan Kelly's NBC morning show premiered. She went from primetime on Fox to a morning show on NBC. Yeah, but this was a predetermined deal. I think she was going to have Sunday night and a morning show, I think. But her show still got canceled. Well, the only place I'm seeing reporting this right now is Breitbart. Headline, disaster, Megan's Sunday show initial run pulled after just eight episodes oh. from earlier today. Oh, and Rick and Morty is tonight. Lots of news from the live chat. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Sweet. I've oh, never well, watched an episode. I have a lot of friends who like Rick it. Rick and so Morty should, is I the best show out. of 2016 and 2017. I'll have to check it out. It's amazing. Watch every episode. Um, okay. All right, we've got Stan, $2. The cuck is strong with this one. I presume you mean the Patreon guy, and I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, I think he was talking David about me, Hume. actually. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you, Stan. David Hume, $5. Will donate through this instead of Patreon. Thank you. That might be a good Appreciate idea. It. Thank you. Make Europe, or yeah, I almost said Europe, make Europe strong again, $2. Patreon can suck Lauren's ball. <laughs> that uh, she does, as she said, this, the, the nation of Canada has, or the government of Canada has determined that she has those. Uh, Dave S, $2. I'm more sure now I need a channel to make trouble. Yeah, join, join the club. Excuse hey, me, yeah, I, I'm always in favor. Anybody who wants to jump into the YouTube pool, absolutely. Um, Josh D Marshall, two dollars. Beards are good and scruff. Yes, all men should have beards unless you can't grow a full beard or you have a very very well, nice. Okay, let's let me try to get one one <laughs> positive word out of you from from or about Jack, the Patreon CEO. Did you he like his nice beard? beard? You liked yeah. his beard? Okay. It doesn't matter because that... he's super gay. So what what use is a beard on a gay is, man? Is he in fact? I don't know if he is. I just sort he's of wearing a wedding ring, but that doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. So. I kind of assumed, but I, I I have no idea. I mean, I hope he's gay. Hmm. Whenever I see these really effeminate men, I'm like, I prefer to know that you're gay and not married to a wooden. That wouldn't that be more confusing? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I don't then want to speculate about it. We his have Anne. Oh shoot! I must have deleted the half this person's username. Um, I can I can grab it. It might just be Anne. Anne, five dollars. Remember when companies were apolitical? Pepperidge Farms remembers. I don't. I don't know who said that comment. I'm sorry. And then we have Squirrel Night, ten euro. German lesson number three. Oh, this is for Matt, though. Sorry, but we can't drop things in the it, chatter. It changes the. It was um. It was Joel Dykeman with the Pepperidge Farm. Oh, Joel uh, Dykeman. Sorry about yeah. that. I deleted half euro. Sorry, Squirrel Night. So I'm gonna have to do this one. Um, Bruce Halter. I don't know what that means. Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, Matt. Okay, so German lesson. I've got it here. Yeah, Bruce Halter. Um, see, and he says Germans do not hate themselves. So take that. But <laughs> oh, I think yeah. your, your point, your point is your point the entire culture does or just the, the German I mean, government? No, I think that there is an element of, of not just like white guilt, but fundamental disdain for their own culture that is a motivating mm. factor in their cultural demise. I think that mm. that's definitely fair. As an after effect for World War II, I mean, that, that seems fairly obvious to me, right? They're in a death spiral that I don't think they'll ever recover from as a nation or a people. Hmm. 
It's not because things are going super great. Um, and then Stan, $2. Blonde Sarcasm Education Fund. This is pretty clear. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Watching that back, I was like, huh. Very obvious. Hey, that's if they all. come out and say it was parody, guys, I mean, that's a that's the best defense they have. Uh, I mean, they point. did email me and tell me that they align with me politically. So I don't know what to say that's here. So weird. I mean, yeah, I would like to. Know I didn't the story even realize until I opened up the show notes today and I saw that dropped in there, and I totally forgot about it. Hmm. Oh, minding freedom is saying this deserves a call on Wednesday, blonde. Agreed. All right. I'm sorry. I'll stop dogging on your culture. No, I love Germany. <laughs> um, I I love the German people. It's it's sad for me to see what's happening. Right, and that's part of the now. reason you rip on it so much is because you have a passion for it. You really do care yeah, about. I, that country Especially now that I know there. that I'm I'm German. <laughs> yeah, I need eventually I'll have to take that old that DNA test and figure out where I come from. There's supposedly yeah, a lot of Scandinavian, but yeah. I, I have no idea. That's what the That's name a- is anyway. Name is Scandinavian, but I have no idea Christian- about the bloodline. Christian- all right, so we're good. We're all good. Oh, we made it through. I can't wait to hop off and um and and check out Ben. I know. Uh, and new game of Thrones. And new Rick and Morty. It's gonna yeah. be. I'm, really I'm almost halfway through the halfway through the second season of Game of Thrones. Uh, so pretty soon, I'll get your references, your Game <laughs> of Thrones references. Give me another like month, and I'll be there. Uh, in any case, sorry about the. Um, I don't know what was going on technically tonight, but we appreciate everybody uh, being patient with that, and hopefully on demand it will be no issue. But I'll take a look and make sure that's the case. Appreciate the live viewers, live chatters. Uh, appreciate super chatters and you guys supporting the show. Uh, it's it's awesome, especially as all this Patreon stuff becomes uncertain. First it was the ads, then it's Patreon, but the demand is there, and that's why I'm I have faith that all this will, will uh, resolve itself. People want to watch this stuff. And uh, the money will get to the right hand somehow. Just who's going to facilitate? Who knows? Anyway, there's more of the show. If you like the show, you want to listen to it, check out iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. You can listen, uh, catch the call-in show and other stuff there. You can also email us and uh, tell us what we got wrong or tell us we suck or whatever. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday if it's Sunday. Sorry, Megan Kelly. It's not your show either. It's Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then.